Chapter 27 The Footprints in the Cellar The six soldiers stood in front of the arched door, holding a battering ram made from a thick log, with three standing on each side of it. Now, Klaus ordered, and the men jerked the ram backward before slamming it into the door. But this achieved not a thing. Harder, Klaus cried out, much harder. The men obeyed, but the door held. They'd do better with the running start, Herman suggested. Five steps back, Klaus told the men. They did this, and Klaus had them charge. This time they knocked the heavy door open, exposing an old stone staircase and lots of darkness, which mixed with all the dust caused by the door slamming into a wall. Herman Klaus and Colonel Riedel all stared at this as they took a step through the doorway, with Klaus illuminating the way with the flashlight. Pozor, Herman murmured. Carefully is just how they descended the short staircase, and they came upon an ancient stone cellar with a dirt floor. This place looks a lot older than the building, the colonel remarked. Prague was originally built at the same level as the river, Herman explained. But because of floods, in the 13th century they decided to build on top of what existed. There are cellars like this all over the city. We're not at river level, noted Klaus. You're right, Herman noted back. This must have been an upper chamber or an attic. Now what? Klaus asked. May I have the flashlight? Herman asked back. Klaus complied, and Herman slowly moved the light across the small and cluttered room. He did until he came upon the door to a dumbwaiter on the wall. There he paused for a moment before continuing, and he soon found something more interesting, a book on top of some boxes. He walked over to this, and he saw that it was a Hebrew Bible. He saw, too, that one of its pages was dog-eared, and he opened the book to this, where he discovered that a passage had been underlined. What is it? Klaus asked. Job 29.18, Herman told them. I shall die in my nest, and I shall multiply my days like the phoenix. Does it mean anything? Klaus asked next. I don't know, Herman muttered before putting the book down and once again moving the light across the room. It didn't take him long before he found a pair of immense footprints in the dirt floor, which led to a stone wall that had a large hand-painted Star of David on it. Strange, he commented while staring at the footprints. What's so strange about them? questioned Klaus. Look how deep they are, Herman replied. Klaus responded by saying, if the killer was carrying Kleiner. How could Kleiner have come down here, was Herman's response. How could he have gotten through the door upstairs? The killer could have brought him downstairs, answered Klaus. But why, Herman uttered. Instead of answering this, Klaus took the flashlight, and he walked up to the door of the dumbwaiter. This he opened, and he shined light into the shallow compartment before remarking, not even Kleiner could have fit into that. Forgetting about him for the moment, Herman said, as he walked up to Klaus and retook the flashlight. Again, he shined the light onto the footprints and told Klaus, 
It's not just the deepness of the prints that are strange. Look how oddly they're shaped. They have no curves around the insteps, and the sizes of them are just enormous. Have you ever seen anyone with feet that large? All this made Herman think of something that he hadn't thought of in a long time, and he chuckled. Do you find something funny in all this, Jew? Colonel Riedel groaned. I was laughing at myself just now, Colonel Herman insisted, because something outrageous had occurred to me. What was that? Klaus asked. That these could be the footprints of a golem, Herman answered. Along with this, he recalled all the stories his father had told him about the legend. He recalled as well the man behind the stories, and this made him smile. A golem, Klaus uttered. A giant made of clay, Herman replied, one with brute strength, but a very limited capacity for thought. Some say it's what inspired Mary Shelley to write Frankenstein. Yes, Klaus whispered. I think I remember seeing a movie about a golem when we were in college. Is that what you mean? Exactly, Herman exclaimed. Well, not exactly. Paul Wegner, the director of that film, took many liberties with the legend. In it, if you remember, Rabbi Luke created an amulet containing a magic word that he received from some spirit he called, and then he placed this amulet on the golem's chest to make it come alive. Yes, Klaus told him, I remember something like that. But in the actual legend, Herman went on, the rabbi used the secrets contained in that book of Jewish mysticism we found at the Spanish synagogue to create a golem. Also, instead of using an amulet to bring it to life, he carved the magic word into its forehead, the Hebrew word for truth, emet. He afterward turned the golem off by wiping the first letter off the word, which transformed it into the word for death, met. You know, I always found it interesting how the Hebrew words for truth and death are seemingly related, as if the former derives from the latter. But what's even more interesting is that this Rabbi Louvre really did live about 300 years ago. He's buried up in that cemetery we were just in. Some people, to this day even, think that the golem was real. I used to hear talk all the time about how it was locked away in the attic of the old new synagogue, which is just a few blocks from here. There was actually this old woman a few years back who came to my office and demanded that I investigate as to whether it was really up there. Did you, Klaus mumbled, with fright overwhelming his voice. Did I investigate it, Herman gasped? If I had... I would have been fired long before you people came to town. You think that's what killed Captain Kleiner, Colonel Riedel uttered, with his voice expressing even more fear than Klaus's? Of course not, Herman asserted, surprised by both men's fright. It's preposterous. It would explain those stomping feet, Klaus countered. Perhaps the killer wants his victims to believe a golem is pursuing them. Herman countered back, to frighten them away, along with anyone else who might get in his way. Now that would make sense. But we're no closer in discovering who this killer is, grumbled Klaus. Before we can answer that question, Herman maintained, I'm afraid we'll have to answer many others, such as 
Why have the conspirators been so obsessed with getting into these cellars? Even more perplexing is, why do these footprints lead to the wall and not back? For your sake, Jew Weedle growled to Herman, you better come up with some answers to these questions, and quickly. This evening, after you two left my office, I made arrangements for Captain Stamm's replacement to arrive early. He'll be here in two days.